Good morning, everyone. I've got Superintendent Dr. Bridget Weiss with me today. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. I hear the Huskies have got a good game coming up this week. They do, and they had a big game on Saturday. They beat uh, West High School from Anchorage uh, for the first time in over 20 years. Uh, a Juno football team beat West High School, so that was a very exciting win for the Huskies. Well, we'll be cheering them on in Palmer. That's great. So how's the start to the 2022-23 school year, would you say? I'd say we've had a really good start. There's a lot of energy and optimism around the start of the school year being a little more normal. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're all trying to figure out what normal is, but, um, but definitely uh, students, staff, families just really enjoyed getting started uh, this year and we've got programs up and running activities up and running uh, so we're really kind of full steam ahead and there's been a lot of positive energy around the start this year so activities are going well then. we we do we have activities um heading out we have obviously football's yeah. playing <laughs> but we've got volleyball thunder mountains here this weekend with ketchikan playing volleyball and um so lots and lots cross countries going all those things so um that feels just really positive a lot of participation and um, we have open houses happening so some have already happened uh, we and parents are commenting how nice it is to be back at a uh, regular full-fledged open house uh, we have a few more tomorrow night and next week they're happening in these next few weeks so that's another sign that you know normal uh, operations is as really being uh, well received good and how's about school site leadership? I remember there was a principal vacancy or two last year. Could you update us on that? Sure. We have uh, filled in all those vacancies. So uh, we have uh, Sean Arnold at Thunder Mountain High School uh, as the principal there. And uh, we had, you know, an assistant principal at Floyd Dryden. Uh, so we have opening. So we have an uh, interim there. Uh, Luke Gunkel is there. And our Juno Charter School is another spot that we had an opening. We had filled and then it opened again uh, right before school started. So we have uh, filled that on a part-time basis uh, on an interim uh, situation with Nate Creel, and who is also the assistant principal at JDHS. So we have all of our administrator positions covered, and that's going very well. Well, it's good that you could find folks at a time like this. It really is. You know, the school district is just no different than all of our businesses in this community, as well as elsewhere, uh, that just there's not enough people to go around, it seems. And so uh, we are definitely seeing that in pockets, uh, but we're so we're super happy to have those leaders in place. I wanted to revisit that topic back here in a moment, but there was another topic I had wanted to take right now, and that's uh, the where we're at on school enrollment, student enrollment. So we are uh, slightly ahead of where we were last year. Uh, we have 10 or 20 students more uh, than we did last year. Uh, each year through the budgeting process, the board projects enrollment. And based on that projection, of course, that's how we build our budget and allocate uh, funds and so forth. And so uh, we, compared to that projected enrollment, we're down just about 68, 70 students. Uh, so, so you the, projected high. We 
projected a little high from what it ended up to be. Uh, and so what that means really is that we, first of all, continue to look. The enrollment number is not final until October. So a lot of things can shift between now and October. Uh, once that number becomes final, then we do budget revisions and such to uh, reflect that because the predominant part of our funding is based on enrollment Uh, and so when enrollment comes in different it changes our funding which then means we just need to do some revisions and and look at things take another look at things and so budgeting so we will do that um, after that October number is final Uh, and of course in our schools it they don't students don't all show up in nice neat packages so we while we project an overall enrollment number we also have to break that down and project it by school and then students show up and sometimes they're not right where we thought they were going to be or at the grade level we thought they would be and so we do have a couple of schools that are tighter than others uh, because their enrollment went up above projection even though our overall number is down so it takes a while in these first few weeks to have that all settle in we have to make changes sometimes and so we really appreciate people's patience uh as we do that because sometimes it means changing teachers or changing classrooms uh, but that's just the only way we can do it once we actually know where our kids are are landing and highlight the importance of uh figuring that population because that is how you guys get your funding is through how many students you have and the base student allocation. So could you explain that for a moment? Sure. There's a fairly complex funding formula that uh, we, that the state uses to generate our funding. And of course it's connected to local funding as well. And those formulas work together. We're very fortunate in Juneau that our city assembly supports our schools uh, tremendously. And that ongoing support from the city really makes a big difference for our students and our staff and our families. Um, the state funding formula uses enrollment as one of the main triggers. Again, it's fairly complex. There's a lot of different layers to it, but the main driver of that funding formula is what we call our base student allocation. So it's a dollar amount that we receive per student that we have. And that's why we do that official count in October. And then that number is what ultimately generates our funding for the school year. And on another topic, and I I was curious whether or not this is going to come to funding eventually, but it's breakfast because I see that it'll be free. It'll continue to be free. And I remember in the past that was supported mainly by grants and donations. So how, how does this work? Correct. We are really excited this year to be making even more strides in this area. So in the past, we were able to provide free hot breakfast to elementary and middle school students. And we started out at just elementary, some students, then we grew that to elementary, all students, then we grew it to K-8. And now we're doing it for K-12. So we are literally offering free breakfast to all students K through 12. And we can do that because of the generosity of the Juno community. So United Way supports that. The Juno Community Foundation supports this initiative. Uh, It really does um, make a difference. We know kids learn better when their tummies are full at the beginning of the day. Well-rested, well-fed children learn 
uh, best. And so this is a way that we can contribute uh, and uh, and have just a really nice you know, level playing field. Um, and it's open for all students. So students can sit with their peers and eat a little something uh, before they start class in the morning. It sounds like the vision for this program grew a little bit. So it's continuing to be uh uh, supported by donations. Correct. It is absolutely sustained through those donations uh-huh. and um, and we were able to develop it into this full, grow it into this full K-12 program for the first time this school year. Very good. And to come back on a little bit of the staffing conversation, what's the status of bus drivers in the district? Because I saw on the website that routes may be subject to rescheduling due to staffing shortages. What's what's going on there? Well, as you're probably also seeing articles uh, from across the state and in other states, uh, we are... Um, we are definitely short bus drivers. We compete with bus drivers uh, in our tourism industry. And this year, the tour uh, tourism season is longer. So our, our, I think our last ship comes in mid-October. So normally that ends in September. So that has created some challenges for us. But we are sitting pretty well, much better than a few other districts in the state um, and in other states. So, uh, But routes have changed a number of times, and we've had to adjust times. So we are really appreciative of all of our parents being patient and and uh, as we go through this uh, as more drivers free up from the tourism industry i think our driver pool from first student uh, will grow and then that will probably settle in so in between now and then uh, we are again shortening some routes combining some routes uh, a few buses here and there might be a little late to school. Uh, and How our, are you letting folks know? Well, our buildings know that. Um, and then uh, we also have communicated with parents in a beginning of the school year letter. Um, there's, there are minor changes, um, but we do try to keep parents abreast of those route changes and such as we go. But you're confident that... Once there's a little bit less demand for bus drivers, mm-hmm. I think it's going to settle in. We don't have as far of a gap to make up as a few of our other uh, districts. So, um, in some other districts in the state, they're looking at vans, trying to bring in vans to use. And you can imagine how sort of clunky that is in terms of a system. And um, and so, I'm really appreciative that here in Juneau, we're where we're at, where we're able to sustain. It's it's not where we need it to be, but it is doable right now. And, and our partner, First Student, has worked really hard um, to make that happen. So could you explain that for a moment? You partner with First Student. You, you, the school district doesn't run the buses per se. Correct. Uh, some school districts may own their school buses and they actually um, employ the drivers. We have a contract with First Student who... Uh, our bus drivers are the employees of First Student, uh, and so we partner with them on all of our routing needs, and we work so closely together because obviously we have all the information on the students, but the actual drivers um, are employed, and the buses are owned by First Student. Very good. And what's it been like for the bus system ever since it had to make the transition from COVID years, pretty much, to now, to full in-person well, how's that transition been? 
I think it's been very smooth. Uh, you know, we really, uh, boy, it seems like forever ago, but it wasn't all that long ago. We did transform the use of first student employees at the beginning of the pandemic. So first student helped us by delivering food to families, by delivering food to different sites for parent pickup, uh, putting meals together. I mean, we really used um, First Student creatively uh, during those first six to 12 months of the pandemic. And, and, and that's part of why we're in as good of a situation as we are right now with our bus driving. So we've transformed and we are really, again, as normal as possible with our use of First Student um, as our, our bus service. Good. Well, we'll take a quick break and be right back. And we're back with Juno School Superintendent, Dr. Bridget Weiss. We talked a bit about school bus staffing, but I wanted to also talk about overall staffing at the district. Have you noticed any trends and vacancies coming into this school year? Sure. Fairly typical trends. Uh, We uh, are still short a couple of special education teachers, and that has tended to be the case in the last few years. Uh, But again, our paraprofessional staff who work with students in our buildings is another area that we often have openings when we start, but we have a few more than normal this year. And I think that is somewhat also connected to the tourism industry because these tourism jobs are lasting longer Mm -hmm. uh, than they normally do. So we're hoping that once the tourism season starts to wind down, that we'll have more applicants. And so we have lots of opportunities if people want to check our website, uh, www.junoschools.org. There's a block on that main page that says employment opportunities. And if they click that, it'll take them to the description of what we have. So uh, we have many classified positions that are available and uh, we would love to have some candidates consider those and i know the board empowered you to go out and tell the world that you're paying substitutes more Uh, tell us about that correct uh we are uh, really subsidizing for this year at least our sub pay uh we know that uh we Again, like all positions, we have a people issue sometimes. We don't have enough people. So when when teachers or paraprofessionals are out, it's so important that we have a strong substitute pool to keep our learning going for our students during the day. And what happens when there's no sub? Explain that. So we combine programs. We do some different things inside of buildings. We we sometimes, you know, pay our existing staff extra to stay longer or to fill in gaps. So we have to get pretty creative and and certainly things bogged down when there's too many times that we don't have a substitute so so it's really helpful uh, we've had quite a bit of interest uh, we did increase our rate of pay to uh, twenty dollars without a college degree uh, per hour and twenty five dollars an hour with a college degree and really if somebody wants to substitute there's we can be super flexible so the nice thing about that is they can pick their days if they want to blend it with another job they have they could easily do that a substitute really has full control over what days they work if they work a half day a full day and the process is very similar they would go to that website click on employment opportunities and click the substitute tab and it's a very simple quick process to qualify on another note what's the latest on contract negotiations with the district's three unions 
We have concluded our classified negotiations. So that is, uh, we're, we're super happy about that. Uh, we are in process with our administrator union. And so the classified, that's a support staff. Support staff, right. correct. Um, so all of our classified support staff um, uh, are included in our in our what we call JESS Juno Educational Support Staff uh, contract, and that one we settled in the late spring. Uh, we are currently working on our administrators. All of our administrators in the district is another group, and we're working in real time uh, working on that one and same thing with JEA Juno Education Association so our teaching our certified teachers counselors all of our certified uh, teaching staff building staff is in JEA and that we are still working on we've had meetings this week next week uh, so we're working you know everybody's working really hard to try to pull that together and um, and it's a it's a long process it can be a complicated process sometimes uh, and uh, we always hope to do it super collaboratively so that we're finding solutions uh, and and we can reach some agreement and um. To go to one specific contract, I wanted to ask you about yours because I saw the evaluation was an A plus. <laughs> What's your reaction? Uh, yeah, well, that that was a headline that that uh, was chosen. Uh, the board doesn't actually give me a letter grade, uh, but uh, that was a very nice, uh, you know, um, offer as as a headline. Um, I think that uh, the board is uh, you know pleased with the work I'm doing. Uh, there are always lots of goals. Uh, you know the work is never done, so it is um, a real supportive process to go through this evaluation with the board and really start immediately looking forward. And and um, the last few years have been um, you know challenging at best and uh, we have all just worked really hard to support this community and nothing we do is ever perfect or ever agreed upon wholeheartedly by all uh, people um, but we are stewards of the work that we're doing and and do that really diligently so I'm pleased to partner with the board in the years to come and and just continue to find creative and innovative ways to support our kids oh well then you're you're right. I, I guess I should have put it as, what was your reaction to the A-plus headline? But there we go. There you go. Anything to add? Um, I don't think so. Um, I just, again, appreciate um, the service of the board. The school board puts in a lot of time. Uh, they are um, really have a carry a large responsibility in the guidance of the district. And so I appreciate all of them and their perspective and their time. Well, we appreciate your time here today, Bridget. <laughs> Thank you. And we appreciate your time, too, listener. And thank you for tuning in. This is Kevin Allen for Action Line signing off, taking you to Problem Corner.